Hey everyone, this is Dan the GM. This is What the Dice, episode 63. Now, in What the Dice fashion, episode 63 is a little different, even for us. This is a recap. That's right, we're gonna recap the last 62 episodes, and not in your normal recappy way. I don't know how to explain how this happened. It just happened organically, and it was super fun to do. Don't forget to join us on our Twitter, at WhatTheDicePod, and from there, hit us up on our Discord channel, because we want you to get involved in our community and hang out with us. Check that out, and I'll see you guys later. We stand at the coastline, looking out into the darkness that is the ocean. The water strikes at our feet, casting small bits of mist up onto our legs. The storyteller stands nearby. Kneeling down, he picks up a small rock and tosses it out into the ocean. Secrets, me friend. Secrets. Sometimes we keep secrets to protect those we love. Sometimes we keep secrets to hurt those we want harmed. But secrets hidden from our heroes don't stay hidden long. The priestess was able to summon them with the help of a mysterious friend. And now they must sneak their way in to the most holiest of temples, as well as the home of the priestess. Only with a small letter and the hope it is not a trap. Well, me friends, sit back and hear me tail. So in the last episode, you guys had found a black-bordered envelope sitting in your home after doing some shopping with Mexi. In this black-bordered envelope, there is an invitation to visit the priestess at night without telling the scholars or the paladins that you were arriving. She said that she would be leaving her study door or her study window open. Yeah, we have to sneak in. And I think we all had a discussion and agreed to it. Correct. So I have one question, Clyde. Yes, madam. Are you going in your armor since this is to the priestess? It would probably be easier for you to sneak without it. But I also understand you should probably wear your armor. So, Clyde sneaking around in his skivvies? Skivvies! Um, I thought in all actuality, I might actually might be better as a possible diversion, if necessary. 
Ah, uh, yeah, that's a possibility. I didn't think about that in case we need someone to quickly go get somebody's attention. Yep. All right, hi-ho, hi-ho to the sneaking we go Because I believe we came in at night when we received this letter. Yes, you guys had been shopping with Maximilian. When you came back in, it had already been nightfall. So the moon is... It is a moonless night, so that does give you some advantage. Power of darkness. Did we ever confirm that this was an actual letter from her? It, it, it was a black bordered envelope. So she hired somebody from under the Undercity to deliver it. But uh, it smelled of the correct perfume and she had pretty enough. It had pretty enough handwriting. Did we but... ever compare it to the letter that we had from her? Like when you the one she sent to the village to set up the church? No, but we can now. I thought you guys turned in that note. I didn't think we had. I yeah. thought we let us keep it. All right, then. Then compare we go. Then I believe the appropriate skill would be a praise or if someone has the uh, a craft ability that would make the most sense. Actually, what crafting would that fall under? But I believe there is something like script or scholar or something like that. I can do a praise. All right. We'll, we'll hand it to, to Clyde. Here, compare these. I think anybody who would like to look at them, we should all compare them together. Yeah, it's a good idea. We should all compare them together. Together! Give me your rolls, then. 30, 20. 7. 18. With the 18, going off of letter to letter, judging each piece, it looks like the handwriting is almost the same. It looks like it was written in haste, so some letters aren't completely closed, or the words might be just a little shakily written, maybe, you know, written as quickly as possible to get the letter out. But for the most part, it is about 99% the same handwriting. Looks decent enough to me. Well, sounds good. So to the priestess? Yep. Hi-ho, hi-ho, a sneaking we ago. So from your home to the inner wall, I'm going, are you guys just going to casually walk up or are you going to try to sneak past like the city guard? Oh, I'm going to like just casually walk around, scope out the best trajectory of approach for all three of us to get through more or less me. We are heroes. Most people aren't going to question us, but she did say that we're going to have to sneak in there and they don't want anybody to know that we're actually going and talking to her. Correct. Yes, those fancy words. What else is in the building of the priestess? So the priestess stays in the main holy temple. As you already know, there is the scholar's library, which you guys have entered. Clyde, you know that there is a outpost for the paladin order. You also know that there is an area for meals to happen. And there's also just a small receiving area where people come to just gather. Past that, you have not gotten the full tour of the temple. We can always say that we're going to go to the live. I don't know. I don't know what hallways and stuff that would lead to the other ones. 
Well, I'm assuming that it's going to be easier to approach from the outside than the inside, so that's why I'm, like, scoping around the grounds just as a enjoying a nature walk kind of thing, casing the joint. All right. Well, for Kalila, since you are walking around trying to take things in, are you just walking around, right? Enjoying the grounds. I want a bluff check just to make sure that you don't look too suspicious. Okay. 12. You walk past a couple paladins who raise an eyebrow to you because most people don't just casually walk the temple grounds. But they seem to just let you pass because you are the hero of the city and they don't want to question what you're doing. But it did catch their eye. I'll continue my nonchalant circle around the temple and meet back up at the front, all non-suspiciously. Perception check. I miss the days of yes. <laughs> Hold on, I'm mathing. 33? Was that a statement or a question mark? Both. <laughs> With that... Yeah, 33. 33. <laughs> As you're walking around the back of the building, you happen to catch a glance upward. On the third floor, you can see the priestess sitting behind a desk, reading. The window there is cracked just a little bit. All right, so she has done as she has instructed us that she would do, which is to leave her window ajar. Do I see a nice- Is it a jar or a window? Both. Uh, is it like, do I see a convenient path up that are like conveniently no paladins around, or is this gonna be like a stealthy acrobatic jumping spanaz? This is gonna be either climb quick or hope your luck is good. <laughs> or yeet a gnome. Or yeet a gnome. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> And actually, Defibulous is going to take a look at the battlements make sure none of their sharpshooters are looking around this area either. It looks like they don't really have sharpshooters in the inner sanctum. They would keep their sharpshooters on the outer sanctum to fight off incoming invaders. But all the walls are connected. So if they really wanted to, they could wander this way. No sharpshooters. Oh, that's good. Although some paladins took notice of me, so we should probably just either look like we're enjoying the grounds or take a temporary leave. You want me to go ask them tons of questions until they leave? I mean, that might work. Or Clyde could go do it, too. I'm gonna say, I could just go up and talk to them and try to distract them. Maybe give them a hug. Or tie them together with a rope. There's no, like, falling around here, so I wouldn't tie anybody together with a rope. Hold on, people tell me my engineering jargon really drives people away, so I want I could always test that on him. Yeah, but I thought you were supposed to be going up with me, and Hayes is supposed to be the diversion. Well, I could go up with you, but if they... I'm loud. I'm not stealthy. If I make them go away, we can be a little less stealthy. Well, I mean, two things could happen. Either we have to use both of you for distractions to get me inside, or we use Clyde as a distraction to get both of us inside. I also have Hugin that can use as a diversion. I mean, I have a plus three for climb. 
I would also like to remind you guys that you did buy a very interesting belt from Maximilian. Oh, snap! We do have that belt, don't we? Yeah, for Hugin to use. That'd be great. Yeah, but anybody can take it off of Hugin and use it. No, no. It swaps places, so it's a... It would literally be... Oh, so Hugin can go up there, and then, like, Clyde can just... Bloop. Yeah. All right, that works. So we'll make sure that Hugin's wearing his belt. And I'm wearing my belt. Okay, well... Yeah. I'm gonna try and scope out the best pathway from where we are hopefully nonchalantly standing. Roll a survival. 26. 26? All right. So studying the guard patterns, you see an opening where you should be able to climb up, get inside, but it looks like you're going to have to go up one at a time. Well then, it looks like I'm going to be assisting probably uh, Tvibulus to get him up there because I will have plenty of good faith in myself to get up there. So are you going to do a straight climb up the mount or up the uh, wall, or are you going to run a rope down from the third floor? How do you want to do this? I have one of those, like, climbing vine ladder things. Okay. But I want to make sure, like, wherever the hell I place this, it's, like, you know, behind a tree, hard to see, or something. Not just, here's a wall, ladder, I am not going to, like, bender this. All right. I need a perception check. 22. You do find an area where it looks like they have a rose plant, a climbing rose plant, climbing up the side of the building, giving it some kind of, giving it an area where it's almost ivy, flowery, and you would be able to hide that plant ladder there, and it wouldn't look suspicious. I'm gonna go sniff some roses. Perception check. 28. As you approach, you hear Sir Reginald's voice. It's muffled as he seems to be talking in a hushed tone. You're entirely sure you can make out everything, but you do hear that it sounds like he is making plans with someone. You hear time and a day and you also hear that they're going to be meeting over by the docks alright I will wait until he's no longer around to plant said growing ladder after a moment or so you hear the tell sounds of his armor as he walks off what does the other footsteps sound like perception check mathing 22 they sound delicate and soft. It also sounds like they are walking on something, or it sounds like it's not a full foot that is stepping down. It almost sounds like they are in sandals. The tall tail signs of flip flops. <laughs> yeah, like those the the nicer sandals, something you would see scholars wear or things like that. Sandals, got it. And you're planting your tree ladder? Yes. Growing ladder thingy. As you plant, you see two small vines start to grow, intertwining themselves, making rungs as it goes up, and finally stops at the window. 
Is it that easy? Conveniently her window? You planted it right below her window. That was nice and convenient. All right. Who's going up first? Well, we'll take a good quick look around, make sure that there's uh, no guards conveniently facing this and under the cover of night. Have uh, Defibulous go up first. Along with Hugin. Hugin can go up first. All right. I need a perception check from you, and then I need a climb check from Hugin. If you said something sarcastic, I didn't hear it. I know. It's in the 30s. Do you need me to finish the math? No, you're fine. Okay. <laughs> With ease, Hugin scales up the, the wall, opens the window, and climbs in. As you hear a scream... He's a friendly spider and pretty and blue. And she's seen the spider before. Yeah, he's just bigger now. Yeah. Do you need my climb check, sir? Yes, I do. Mathing says 22. You're able to get up the ladder with ease. Who's going up next? Well, Clyde can just bamf. There's only one person left to go. Yeah. Has the priestess even noticed we're up there yet? Not that you know of. Uh, Kalila, I need a climb check. Yo. 26. You climb in, and are you going to shut the window behind you? Not until I see that people have a, that everyone's in the room in case like, I don't know, the, the window closing blocks Clyde. He teleported up already. Yes, I will very quietly close the window. In the priestess's study, there's only two torches lit. The room is dark and you can almost see the silhouette in the darkness of the priestess. I detect evil. She's not evil. I don't even put anything else in the room. The sconces might be evil. Or that pin she's, over there. She's got some evil decoration, decorating skills. That feather, the feather on her desk. There's nothing evil. Okay, good. The priestess is sitting in a small chair, watching the window. As you enter and you see her, she slowly stands. Stepping into the light, you can see there's tiredness in her eyes. Her skin is paled slightly from the tan skin that you once knew. She signals for you to come deeper as she opens up the room door behind her, leading into a small sitting room where she has prepared a small set of tea. The only light in this room is a single candle on the table, giving just enough light for anyone who doesn't have any type of dark vision to see. Yay, that's me. She sits down and offers you all a place to sit. Thank you, ma'am. Or I should say thank you, priestess. Thanks. She's putting her hand slowly on the table in front of her and takes a deep breath. She looks at you all and goes, I can't thank you enough for coming to see me. I know it's not normal for someone of my rank to ask someone to sneak into their home for them to speak. It is a touch odd, yes. But as much as I know the paladins and the scholars want to protect me, I feel like they are hiding something from me. 
I ask about this sickness that I've heard rumor of from the servants, and they say that it's contained and that it's not spreading. I've not been sick for a while now, but they will not let me leave my living area. They give me everything I want, and I have not to complain, but I feel like there's something going on, and no one will tell me anything. They haven't kept you updated on what we've been doing or what we have reported? I know that you have been helping both Sir Reginald and the scholars help find a way to push back the darkness. And they say that they have found something and they're pursuing it with great fervor. It's beyond that. They haven't told you of the skeleton armies and the bone god, how there's two of them now? She slowly shakes her head no. You have a lot of updating from us then. She slowly nods her head yes, but there's something else that concerns me. Reaching down, she picks up a small box and opens it. Placing a torch that you all would recognize as a ever-burning torch in front of you. She strikes a flint onto it and it's barely brighter than the candle. Something is going on. Magic isn't as strong as it once was. You know, now that you mention that, we did notice during a large catastrophe of a lava drake attacking a town, no one was using magic to heal people. They were using potions. She nods. She goes, well, from what I heard, that town banned mages and anyone that has magic. They say that it is, it's what corrupted their son. The true on the, the banning of things, the reasoning, not so much, but it was when I called the, the paladins to help. We essentially borrowed a hundred paladins and they were there during the aftermath for the healings. And even the paladins were resorting to packed herbs and healing potions rather than using their holy magics. Yeah, you know, come to think of it, they were only using bandages and potions. Yeah, they they weren't. They were some of them were using magic, but it either was the wound was too severe for their skill level, or it wasn't as effective. I didn't think much of it at the time, but looking at it in hindsight, she nods. She goes. This is my fear, is that what we know is going away. I don't think we are prepared to lose this great gift from the gods. And I feel as if this war that we have started is the cause of it. I wouldn't say we started the war. I say the war came upon us. True, but we will lose a lot more if we lose this war. And we don't know what we'll lose if we win the war. The only thing we can, can do is to continue to fight it. She nods, she goes, I agree. She slowly puts the flame out with her hand, putting the torch away. I don't know what's going on out there. 
I've practically started to bribe my servants to just tell me of rumors. Well, if you have time, I'll happily tell you everything that we've experienced since the last time we saw you. It's been a while. Before we do that, they they say that you're you're or you have said that you're you're cured and you're okay, correct? I'm eating healthy. Every now and then I get several hours where I'm not hungry and all I want to do is read and solve puzzles. But that's rare and far between. Do you mind if I cast a spell on you? She nods. Okay. I'm going to do diagnose disease. Okay. Do you need to roll for that? It's a ranged touch attack. Attack, but it's not really attack. It's it's a touch attack. Yeah, I gotcha. Or yeah. ranged touch. Yeah. Thirty feet. Determine whether a creature, object, or area contains any sort of diseases or infestations. Okay. So no roll for you. No, don't need to roll. Okay. As you reach out and touch her, you get this overwhelming sensation of tiredness and almost this tiredness I guess would be the the best way to explain it it's she's tired of being inside she she's tired of not being out in the sun and she's tired of being cooped up you don't sense any illness any sickness or anything like that okay um your holiness priestness or whatever title you go by um do they read your letters you send out here I had to sneak that out through a friend of mine. I mean, I'm no magic-using type person, but um, do you know any, like, scholars that aren't affiliated with yours here that study magic that you could write a letter to and ask if they felt a waning in magic? Because I think someone would notice this. I've asked the rat scholar, and he said that he's looked into it, and he says that it's just part of the natural order, that it's because this war is going on, so much magic is being used around the world that there's just less of it. Well, what about trying to contact, like, a magic scholar that doesn't work for the Rat Scholar here in the Holy City that lives, like, outside of it somewhere that you know? An outside opinion. Yeah, that. I have reached out once before and got no response from any of my outside contacts. I have one friend that I've reached out to, but that letter was returned saying that their home was destroyed. Who was it? It was a gnome friend of mine. She was a great mage at one point, and she came from the south, the southern part of the continent. Apparently, there was a great raid of war bandits of an orcs that just came down on her village and just left nothing. Well, if it was the same orcs that Sir Reginald sent us to deal with, that wouldn't necessarily surprise me. If it was a different set of orcs, then I might be surprised. I don't know where that Sir Reginald had sent you exactly. Do you have a map? She starts to walk around. 
and finds a small map and brings it out. He'll make note of where they were at. But I do want to let you know that you do not have um, a disease. You're just fatigued. Yes, and I've tried to tell them that, and they say that there is some strange illness going around that they're protecting me from. Every time I've brought it up, it's some new reason, and they also say that they don't want, because of my exhaustion, they don't want to risk me getting sick because I'm what holds the city together. You know, it sounds like the same problem at right, White Cloud run. I don't remember which. We took Aishel away from there and he got better. Narrow Cloud. That one. Yes, and I heard of Narrow Cloud being isolated again. They said that there's a, a very bad illness that they have contained there. No food is being exported. They are sending in potions and supplies, but they refuse to let any of that food or drink go out into the, the masses. So what they're not telling you about that is that they have turned to a life of indulgence in whatever they find pleasurable, whether it's food, whether it's drink, whether it's alcohol, whether it's creating fine wares and higher quality anything rather than practical things. All the people seem happy, even though they're slowly turning into skeletons. They're not dying. They're not withering. They're acting like everyday common folk. Hmm. Perception checks from everyone. Ooh, 17. 19. 32. You all hear the sounds of footsteps outside her door. She quickly blows out the candle and waits. You hear a light knock, followed by a guard. Priestess, are you feeling all right? Yes, yes, I'm just resting. You hear a long pause before the footsteps continue down the hall. I'm gonna check in with Hugin and make sure with his tremor sense that they are at least 30 feet or more away. After a minute or two, they are. She'll nod to let them know that it's the coast seems clear. She lights the candle back up and she goes, I don't know what's going on exactly. I know magic is waning and I know this war has just begun. Well, if you have time, I will update you. She get one of those, like, communication stones, like, give her one, and then we have one so we can talk a long distance. You know, that technically is possible, but if magic is waning, finding something like that's going to be rather hard and probably expensive. She nods. I agree with Kalila. With magic waning, you're going to see the prices of all things magic increase until only the very select few can obtain it. I'm hoping that artificers and alchemists can step up and help deal with this problem, make 
better potions or something. But she slowly leans back in her chair and she looks at the three of you and just simply smiles. She goes, have you ever felt like you have relived this moment in your life thousands of times? And moments of deja vu. She shakes her head. She goes, no, not just moments, but days of... She shakes her head. She goes, it must be that I've been trapped in here for so long. I guess the books all just start to seem the same. The, the, the feeling of the paper, I guess, is all just the same. Kind of like you're stuck in a loop, huh? Yeah. I, I just, I guess it's because I haven't stepped outside these walls in what feels like months. You pretty much run this place. Why can't you just tell them to screw off and go stand outside? Though I am the figurehead, I have responsibilities to make sure that I am healthy. And if there is some disease that I am susceptible to, I can't risk that. And I respect the paladins and the scholars. They know much more than I. They have training that I have never had. So I just have to trust that they have my best interest in heart. Well, I still feel that we should give you a solid update so that way you can contemplate everything going on. If they're hiding information from you, and it sounds like they are, how can you lead them adequately? She nods. She goes, that is why I summoned you, is I feel as if you three wouldn't lie. I haven't made a bad habit of it, no. And I will never lie. I have no reason to lie to anyone here, so... Kalila will give that brief moment of pause and make direct eye contact with the Tfibulus and Clyde, and if nobody gives her a sign, she will give her the lowdown of everything that has happened and what they have found. Bone god, bone goddess, these temples, talking to a skeleton! You don't know. Spread out, don't lose out the red herring. Uh, yeah, and the red herring sword that they found, and let her know how satisfying it was to slap the rat scholar with it. And, and Tfibulus' acid trip? And Defibulus' acid trip in whale songs. <laughs> yes. I mean, you could leave out a little bit of the hugging. I would not mind. Uh, I'll leave out one hug. What about all the rope use? <laughs> but the rope use was valid. We needed it. Okay. As you finish... <laughs> Several your... hours later. <laughs> yes. At moments when you talk of things that, of the fish sword and of these wondrous things, you could see almost like childlike, a childlike smile on the priestess's face. She giggles at things and it feels as if for a moment she is not this figurehead. She is just someone you've met on the road. Someone that you have a chance to share a story with. And you see the sadness of her feeling trapped, gone. 
as you finish your tale, she seems to take it in for a moment. She goes, I know that the rat scholar wanted to start something bigger than us. Something bigger than the holy city. Something to protect all the world and all the people. I didn't think he would be able to do it that quickly. He has. Or at least he started it. I feel as if he is true to what he says, that he just wants to protect everyone. Except for that one scholar guy that works under him. Yeah, he likes mm. to throw books yeah. at his scholars. Gives them a backbone. It does. <laughs> or fish face. A fish in the face. Or fish in the face. I really do wonder how many people he has slapped with that sword since he got it. She just shakes her head. She goes, I unfortunately would not know. As the sun starts to glint into her window, she walks over and pulls the shades a little bit so that no one can peer in. She hands you all a single scroll. This is one-time use. It will get you back to your home without anyone knowing you were here. Kalila will take it. In my last dream, there's one thing I remember. Something that has been repeated to me time and time again. Sometimes there is safety in the darkness. I've never really understood that. But I feel it's something that you all need to hear. Well, as a hunter, that makes more sense to me. You sometimes have to hide in order to get your prize. And the darkness hides a lot of things. Sometimes defense is the best offense. Also true. Sorry, I, I haven't got any inspirational clips to go with this. Sorry. <laughs> Nothing about brass bolts? Brass bolts. Brass bolts are bad. I've told you this. All right. What about uh, steel bolts? Well, steel bolts are good because they're strong and sturdy. Oh, okay. Do I need to go into like an, an engineering lecture with you all again? Maybe. I just remember brass bolts are bad, but now I know steel bolts are good. Yes. Unless they they start rusting, then they, the rust bolts are just bad. So if it's a rusted brass bolt, it's even worse. Oh, that's just downright dirty. What you just said. <laughs> You should wash your mouth out. She goes, how would you like us to get a hold of you again? You might not be able to sneak a letter out again to us. She turns her attention back to that box. She goes, if you see that ever-burning torch in my window, it is weak and most people won't even notice it and think it's just a candle. If you see that torch lit, I'm available to be visited. That means you're you're conveniently available for a sneaky sneak update. She nods. In exact terms. Okay, perfect. Are you going to inform those that you know everything now, or are you going to continue to remain 
playfully in- ignorant. I think right now, my ignorance would be better. Makes sense to me. Continue to question them. It's the only way to learn. Take them with a grain of salt. She nods. I don't like how much they're hiding from you. I just want that to be stated on the record. Mm-hmm. She nods. She goes, well, it's what they feel is necessary, but that is why I reached out to you. We appreciate you reaching out to us. So are you guys going to use that scroll? Yeah. Well, mm. It's that or we sneak back down. And it is already daylight. And it's not like the stone walls are black. I'll stick out like a sore thumb. Yeah. Are you guys scaling? Where'd you guys come from? Why are you scaling the walls? Oh, we randomly scale walls in this city, officer. Don't mind us. Practice. You never know when there's an invasion. Testing you. You failed. Does anyone have use magical device? Yes. Yes. I think I do. I right. landed to Clyde, because the last time I couldn't figure out, do we still have that damn broom? Yes, you do. We need to figure that out. Priestess, can you tell me what this broom does before we go? She looks over the broom, running her fingers across the inscriptions. She begins to translate. This is a broom of flight. It's designed to help people fly. It's an elven and you program the word for it to fly. You also program a word for it to return to you. And how do I do that? She walks you through the steps to uh, program, with lack of a better term, program the broom. I'm going to make sure that I now have a flying broom! Okay, what's the actual use magical device? Is it just use magical device or what? Yeah, there's literally, it's under swim, use magical device. So... Would that mean you? we have a, a, a black cat on a broom? Yes. Would you believe I do not have use magical device under swim? It just goes into an that asterisk. Means, that means you do not know how to use it. Yeah, it's one of those skilled thingies. Hey guys, can I get some help with this scroll thing? Yeah, I, I thought I handed it to Clyde. Sure. I got this. 16. There is a rush of wind. Everything fades to black. Then there is a burst of light and you are standing in your living room. That was convenient. The scroll in your hand turns to ash and blows away. What is with these scrolls just ashing? I'm getting... Why can't anybody write anything on regular paper anymore? Wait, regular paper is a scroll. Yeah, and it ashed after no, we after used you, it. After you use a scroll, it, it gets destroyed. Yeah, well, Kalila doesn't like that. That's going to get really expensive on supplies if you're making tons of these things. Right? At least, like, make it invisible ink or something and disappear. Why you got to waste a tree like that? With Kalila's 
warrant step on how people should write scrolls on something more permanent, we're going to end this episode here. Well, me friends, it seems as if the agents were able to accomplish their mission. They had snuck into the priestess's home and had their meeting with her. Finding out that not only does magic seem to be disappearing, but it seems as if not only the scholars, but also the paladins seem to worry about the priestess's health. Well... As always, Kalila volunteers the agents in keeping the priestess informed of matters in which many keep hidden from her. Well, me friends, that is all we have for this time. And as always, may the dice gods bless your every role. We here at What the Dice would like to thank Paizo for creating Pathfinder, Epidemic Sound for our music, as well as Sirenscape for our sound effects. If you would like to reach out to us, you can do so on Facebook at WhatTheDicePod, Twitter at WhatTheDicePod, and of course email WhatTheDicePod at gmail.com. And if you liked our little adventure, please share us with your friends and rate and review us. 